Hello, welcome to another episode of the Crufts Couch Pod with your host, Dr. Janine Cruft. I am here today to talk to you about a lot of different things, a lot of different awarenesses that have just dropped into my reality, and I'm currently having some clarity on and am going to workshop it with you because that's how these things go. And I'm looking at pedestaling people and chronic pain. Now, if you've listened to other episodes, you might have noticed recently I've made some interesting ties, but really it's come down to things that have come up in my life that have facilitated me getting more clarity on these things. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I wonder where we will go. Um, But first, I want to start off by sharing a very new, raw, unfiltered, unstructured, unprogrammed, different, undefinable membership that I've ever created, which is office hours. That's it. Office hours. Basically, virtual office hours with me. So what do you think of when you think of office hours? You think of going in and asking your mentor, someone you're looking to get feedback from, asking for feedback. And that's exactly what we're doing. Q and A style. Is there a topic? No. The energy, the information will come out based on people's questions. And I am obsessed with this format. I'm obsessed. This is probably my favorite format of doing facilitation. And for a while, I I did it for a while and then I kind of stopped because I thought I needed to do things a different way. (laughs) I was seeing people do things a certain way and do things very structured and teaching and PowerPoint, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought that's what I should do. And I'm not against that. I'm not totally opposed to it. However, I just really love the organic nature of Q&A, the kind of Abraham Hicks style, if you will, if you're familiar with them, or even within Access Consciousness, a lot of classes are done that way. And I have just found that the most interesting information, tools, feedback, awarenesses come out that way. So what it's going to look like is hot seat facilitation, right? So you coming to virtual hours, asking your questions, right? Or bringing up the energy that you're stuck on and me facilitating getting clarity on that, right? Breaking through the energetic jail cell of the mind and other people receiving benefit from it as well. Now, what I love about this is just because something up is coming up for you doesn't mean it's only coming up for you, right? We are all connected collectively. And by you putting words to an energy that perhaps someone else might not have the words to can be so helpful and so normalizing for folks to hear other people going through similar things. And that is really tied in to today because it takes a lot of courage to show up and ask questions. I've talked about this before. It takes a ton of courage to do that, especially 
especially in front of other people. I've definitely had one-on-ones in the past who have said they did not want to be in my group containers because they wanted the privacy of the one-on-one, which I absolutely appreciate, right? I know in my own space, I want some of that as well. And I have noticed in the past some of my resistance to wanting to expose, right? And so me continually putting myself in these types of containers where I am exposing more of that for myself, like I'm personally in one of those styled containers has been so helpful, truly, because the more I can drop the resistance, drop the judgment to it, right? The only it, the only more it helps me, and hopefully you followed that proper grammar there, the more it helps me and the more it helps others, right? The imperfection, the messiness, the pain, the shadow, whatever you want to call it, whatever we're struggling with, it is just so helpful to hear it acknowledged by others. We are able to shift energy when we acknowledge it. So I'm speaking to you, other healers, spiritual leaders, counselors, therapists, because we are the ones that tend to resist it the most. I'm just saying. So what would it take to choose it? Anyways, if you want more info on it, I'll link it uh, below, but I'm really excited for this and this whole new era. So let's have that lead directly into what we're talking about today, because I just literally like write down, right as before I was about to record this, I knew I wanted to talk about kind of the chronic pain I was dealing with and um, the flare, so to speak. And then I was, there was a missing piece though, that I was not clear on that before I was um, wanted to sit down to record it. And it literally just dropped in now. So I have been somewhat hesitant, I would say, in my social media journey to expose imperfections, to expose my struggles, to expose shadow, whatever you want to call it. And for a long time, it's because, I mean, partially what I've been taught through all sorts of things, but I was functioning from a place of truly pedestaling people, pedestaling mentors, pedestaling teachers, pedestaling them as if they have it all together, right? They have all the answers. They have it all figured out. Well, when you function from that, then you have to have it all figured out as well before you can do anything. And I got clarity on this just recently about really what this is creating because ultimately it is not true. It's not true. And I can tell you that a lot of people are selling a lot of things online that look like the dream, that look like perfection. And it really does us a disservice because it's just not true. It's just not true. And I'm just finding it so helpful to work with and talk to other people that are exposing more of them. And so the reason I bring up the pedestaling part is because I was a little unwilling, as I'm saying, to expose myself, right? My struggles. Now, I mean, I can also get this from the psychology world. If I go all the way back to clinical psychology, then it was all about, you know, you are the blank slate for your client, which I can appreciate, right? 
I can appreciate that. To hold space to not infuse your stuff. However, what I am liking more, and of course, this is slightly different now that we've moved on into an online space, right? So we're kind of looking at a slightly different context here. But is it really true that anyone is a blank slate? No, it's not true. It's it's not true. So it's like, how can even therapists be doing that truly? We need to be aware of what we are bringing in, yes, and always be in question of that. Is this impacting it in some way? How is it impacting? And I get that it is helpful then in this regard, maybe to add a caveat to people or an informed consent of, well, like, because I have dealt with it this way, or this is what's come up for me, this is where my advice, my feedback, my facilitation is coming from, right? It's like no one is going to be free of bias. We're all skewed based on what we've been through, what we've been taught, our programming, and just our life experience. And so as long as people are aware of that, right, it empowers them to choose. Empowers them to choose, do they want to work with us? It empowers them to choose for themselves how much of this feedback, this facilitation is landing for me, right? And so when you acknowledge that no one is perfect, does it liberate you? And how much has all of us who haven't exposed us, exposed it, shadow, whatever, been doing everyone a disservice? So I just acknowledge that piece of who are you pedestaling today? Where have you refused to look at the shadow, right? Because either time you go into judgment of, I hate this person, or I love this person, they're the best, 100%, you block your awareness. You block your awareness in the totality of them versus being able to appreciate all pieces of them, right? And so just being aware of that piece. So I get that was the kind of major link to where I was a little resistant. I've shared it a bit before, but I get that it's still come from a place with regarding um, pain that I've dealt with in the past. I get that it's still come from a place of, well, (laughs) let me make sure I'm offering enough knowledge so they think they can still trust me, right? And it's like, no one will have it all together all the time. They just won't right? It's like, and folks can still teach based off their lived experiences. And I'm offering this because I want you to have clarity, more clarity on me. And when you're listening to me, right? That it's like, I've learned a lot. Yes. I've trained a lot. I've had a lot of lived experiences. I have a lot to offer. And (laughs) I have other struggles. I have my own struggles, right? That I don't have it all figured out. And I am still learning and I am still growing and I'm walking alongside you in this process. So recently I shared on social media that um, I had a pain flare up. And um, for me, the way I (sighs) communicate it now is just as a scoliosis pain flare, if you will. I mean, it's like, (laughs) could be way more than that or much simpler, but that's the terminology I have right now. 
Um, and I've talked a little bit about the scoliosis in the past, but it's something that was officially diagnosed for me at five, five years old. So very early on. Now to me, scoliosis is really interesting and I have the point of view and, and function from the belief that pain and illness starts as an energetic root. It starts as an energy, some sort of held vibration in the body, stuck vibration in the body that then becomes matter, right? Anything that is matter now was energy first. And so for me, it's like I get eventually, you know, maybe many, many decades <laughs> into the future, it will be energy medicine will truly be at the root. So that's what that's what I'm looking at with this. So with scoliosis, especially because it's so interesting, there's really no clear consensus <laughs> on why it happens, right? It creates the muscles to overfire energetically. Something is creating the muscles to overfire and pull the spine literally out of alignment. And so to me, when I look at things like this, especially scoliosis, it's okay. The spine is literally curving and contorting. To me, I'm looking at how am I energetically contracting, contorting myself, bending myself to not be me, to not, mm, to appease others. And, you know, for, <laughs> for a long time, it's so funny. I've noticed people are always like, oh my God, when they first meet me, it's like, oh, you're so fun or you're so likable. And it's like, mm, that's because I know exactly what to say. <laughs> I know what to say. I'm very skilled at having an awareness of where people are at and what will facilitate them being more comfortable if they so choose it. The classic people pleaser, if you will. And I didn't think too much of it growing up. The scoliosis just like, well, it just is what it is. And I, I didn't really kind of think about it a whole lot. I didn't have any crazy um, bracing or surgeries or anything like that. They said I'd probably recover because I was dancing. Well, no, it kind of progressively got worse, which of course makes sense, right? Our beliefs, our ways of being become a bit more rigid as we get older, if we're not consciously aware of them. And the pain with it, I would say definitely comes in times of stress. I mean, it's very clear when I'm more stressed, and holding on too much, I'm tensing up too much, that that's, that's where it tends to come out. And I really haven't had too much lately. I would say it's been, been quite a while, like six months to a year before, since I've had my last flare. Um, and they don't happen too often. So I wasn't, of course, looking at it that much because how else does our body get our attention but with pain or illness? So backing up a little bit because I want you to, whether or not you believe by into the point of view that pain or illness is energetic at its root, I just want you to invite you to look at what else is possible here with this. Because I've noticed that even in times where I mm, had maybe even periods of high stress and then kind of finally relaxed, then I got sick. There was a, a very tight correlation. I remember when we, I might have talked about this, but when we were moving from Chicago to Austin, although I had 
on the surface, cognitively chose it and knew it was the next step, I was in mass amounts of resistance to it. I was in so much resistance to it. And I was so angry about it. And and it's funny because it's like, uh, this is the issue when you have done a lot of work or you are a trained healer or whatever therapist is that you can understand why you might feel a certain way. So then there's almost this wanting to like bypass the raw feelings, right? It's like, well, you know it. I understand. Like I'm cognitively choosing this. I'm empowered, right? <laughs> it's like, I knew all the things. Like I am choosing this. I get this is good, but I I felt like the child throwing the temper tantrum, but then didn't allow the temper tantrum, right? Because it's like, I knew it cognitively didn't make sense, but instead stuffed it. And so what happened when I finally kind of released and let go into some allowance of the move and the transition in life, I got pretty sick, like a pretty bad flu. This is like back in 2017. And I was like, yep, that figures. <laughs> you know, at that point, I was of the belief that, okay, well, energetically, I see how I brought this on and how I, um, you know, how my body chose to create this, so to speak. And if this is really pinging you to learn more about the energetics and its tie to um, pain and illness, I would check out German New Medicine, or I believe now it's called German Healing Knowledge. Um, it is a modality that um, Louise Hay also studied, and one of my favorite books from her is Heal Your Body from A to Z, which basically is explaining physical symptoms and their emotional root cause. So, right, where how does it start first energetically? Now, I want to caveat this by saying, if you are having some sort of major medical emergency or something crazy is happening, like physically, like you broke your arm or there's a big cut, it's like you're not energetically going to do some work on it. You're, you're going to go to the hospital. You're going to get stitches. You're going you're gonna to do the appropriate things to take care of the matter in the moment, right? It's like our belief system <laughs> isn't up to the Harry Potter world of being able to like use our magical spells and just heal the skin. We're just not there yet. Will we be there? I don't know. But we're not there yet, okay? Collectively, we don't believe it. Not enough people believe it. We got to choose the things that are going to take care of ourselves in the moment. So I just want to caveat that, right? However, with things that don't need immediate attention, right? I'm looking at, well, what is the energetic root cause? So for me, especially with scoliosis, where it ends up being pain, well, it does stop me from doing things, right? It slows me down. And recently I was just getting that it is really communicating to me where I've repressed anger, where I've re suppressed communicating, where I've not allowed myself to have a backbone, where I've not allowed myself to really step into my power. And that instead I just swallow it in service of being liked, in service of... <sighs> trying to make it easier in service of what? Not making others uncomfortable. All the things, right? All the things. And, you know, this is something that when I look at it, because for a long time I, I was building, you know, audience on social media through talk, like creating boundary role plays and, 
you know, people pleasing and whatnot. And I'm just kind of like, wow, I get this at one level, right? I get it to some degree, boundaries, but I am being schooled right now by the universe about how much more I truly have to learn on that. And when we are in the pain, it's really hard to to see that, right? It's easier to go and slide back into some of the victim stuff, which makes sense, right? Like, why is this happening to me? God, I thought this figured, I had figured this out. Like what is going on? And the pain is so great, or maybe your illness is so great that you get distracted by being able to be present, right? And so for me in the past week, it was what can I choose to manage the symptoms at this point, right? It's symptom management. That's what I was talking about earlier with like, okay, you cut yourself, you need stitches, go get stitches. That's the symptom management before you get to the root of who knows, like, was I not being present or what is going on in the moment? So I was looking at symptom management, which was, okay, I'm going to get rolfing. I'm going to use my TENS unit, heating, my massage gun, baths, like all the things I know, my nervous system regulation more, and, you know, dial down my workout or whatever, just doing all those types of things, acupuncture. Because once I can dial down the symptom, I can get back to choosing. And so I'm sharing this because... I really want others to not go into mass amounts of judgment, especially if you are another healer or you have worked on this for a long time. Maybe it's chronic illness, whatever. I get it. If you go into mass amounts of judgment about like why you haven't figured it out or why you haven't healed it or you've tried all the things, I get it. I get it. It's okay. Judging it is not going to help. It's truly just not going to help. It's just going to make things worse. And even as I talk about judgment, my neck is like, (laughs) because it's just, it's not the vibe. It's not going to help. And so all we can do is acknowledge it, acknowledge it, expose it and keep choosing and just keep choosing because there's something that can happen with the pain and the illness is it mm, can be so loud that there can be this kind of paralyzation effect, right? Because then it uh, activates our nervous system, right? And I was even noticing myself going into some like freeze and shutdown of then just going into like doubt of, well, God, like, can I really help people? And oh my God, like I, I shouldn't be teaching any of this. It's like, oh, okay. Because I was functioning from a place of needing to have it all together, And it's just, there is no room for error with that place. There is no room, right? No wonder I feel contracted. No wonder I've been just, you know, it goes into my body all of a sudden and then it just, it can't tolerate it anymore. So I'm wondering what this is bringing up for you, where you could choose something else where you have been unwilling maybe to expose a piece of you that would give your body some breathing room, some exhalation, that would be a contribution to others. What is it for you? And if you didn't pedestal people, if you didn't see them as 
having it all together, if you could see, yes, they have major gifts to offer, and yes, they have struggles too, would you give yourself more grace? Because that is what's true. Until next time.